This is the Punk Show Podcast. I can kind of check levels here. So, uh... Sibilance, pestilence, flatulence. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sloth, envy, lust. Nice. Yeah, I can go for a round of lust right about now, sure. <laughs> oh, wow. You guys ready? Sure. Uh, no, just a minute. Yep. They're okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to say, this honestly, guys, is this is so amazing uh, for me personally. Uh, I can't even really believe that I've pulled this off. But I've got the three original Dayglo abortions here in the studio with me. I've got uh, Trevor, Murray, and Brian, better known as Spud, the Cretan, and Jesus Bonehead. Thanks, guys. Hey, Jason. Thanks, Jason. That's good. It's a huge honor for us as well, too. Huge honor. Oh, thank you so much. Um, Well, yeah, I did bring beer. I thought that would, uh, A, endear you to me and also maybe uh, loosen you up a little bit and we'll get some stories flowing or something. We were thinking of doing this, actually. What was it? It was, oh, yeah, right. It was a fucking quarter ounce of Coke and a 40-pounder of Jack Daniels. That was how you get the fucking... That's how you get things loosened up there, you know? <laughs> yeah. I make a radio wage. I can't afford that stuff. <laughs> you just you start the cameras rolling, chop up the first lines, pour out some shots. Um, I want to just say, uh, like, I mean, anybody who has spent any time living in Victoria, like, I, you know, it's safe, safe to say the Dayglows are easily the most famous punk band out of this town and perhaps maybe the most famous band out of this town when you think about it. Maybe other than, like, I don't know, Nelly Furtado or something. Well, no means no. no. Could maybe get get in there. I mean, Valdi. I guess Valdi's not really a Victoria guy. He was more Gulf Island. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think about no means no. I mean, they're hot, hot heat. Hot, hot heat. Yeah. They were kind of a flash in the pan. They're Cobble Hill. They're where I'm from. (laughs) Oh, is that right? Yeah, but as far as like you know, you've first of all, no means no is not together anymore. Big Lows are still going, Um, and no means no is a band that, although they're incredibly popular, people that don't know about punk rock wouldn't know who No Means No is. Do you know yeah, what I mean? But, enough, but people yeah. that don't know about punk rock have probably heard of the Dayglo abortions. In some cases, yes. <laughs> In some cases, <laughs> yes. Good, Not for the best of yes. reasons, maybe, but... Uh. <laughs> so I'll tell you, um, I was 15 years old when uh, Fetus a Fetus came out in 86. And uh, my first introduction to you guys was um, I was in class at, at uh, Oak Bay High and somebody had it on cassette and played it for me on their Walkman, I think it was. And uh, and I had never heard anything like it in my life. I mean, I had just started kind of getting into punk rock a little bit then. But that first song, the line was, uh, "I pull my wire to the twenty minute workout," and I was like, "Hey, I pull my wire to the twenty minute workout. I can. This guy's t- speaking to me." You know, that was the greatest show ever. <laughs> you know, it's great at the SBC. They actually keep playing. They play the twenty minute workout nonstop in the background there, up on one of the monitors. <laughs> just, we played there on New Year's Eve. I was going out. Where can you actually go and hang out with beautiful people like this and watch the twenty minute workout without anybody <laughs> screaming sexist or anything like that about it? You know, you could never, you could never have that show now. It was so uh, like. I'd love to be a photographer on that show. Yeah, the Wouldn't triangle you? of love. Eh? That <laughs> oh, yeah. was about it. I mean, it was. Now they've got good ones. They've got like nude fucking yoga and shit like that on the internet. You know, but. There was something really special about the 20-minute workout. It made going to work worthwhile yeah, absolutely. almost. Absolutely. I turned it on right before I went out the door. Well, I turned it on watch it before I went to work there. Eh? It was on every morning. I mean, if I, even if I wasn't going to work, I'd get up and watch it and then go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Shower time. Uh, so I thought I would kind of, 
you know, for those who may not know the history of the band, I would kind of start chronologically a little bit. We don't have to get into all the details of all the stuff that happened, but, but uh, you know, first thing is I don't think a lot of people necessarily know that um, Murray and Bonehead, you guys met in private school? Yeah. Yeah, grade six. Grade six at St. Michael's University School, yeah. Wow, that's junior a, school. Yeah. That might come as a surprise for a lot of people that you guys were even in private school. Well, well we were, depends we, if you know anything about the structure of private schools. I mean, not everybody that goes to private school goes there because their parents are wealthy. Yeah, oh, right, they're incorrigible. Yeah. <laughs> we don't <laughs> get a, private schools are kind of half, you know, half. Haven't you been threatened with that one? No, some people will understand that. Yeah, but I think we were both the most incorrigible kids. Oh, like, no, no way. And David Waddington was... Well, I, yeah, the there was other people in our class yeah. that oh, were no, terrible. I got you thrown out, though, didn't I? <laughs> you got me thrown out. Yeah. Yes, you definitely did. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. On the You're anniversary welcome. of Bonehead getting Yeah, I got thrown out the year before. He got thrown out at this at the last summer dance or thing. I thought it was because of that. Didn't you go to jail for those quaaludes? Quaaludes, I thought? No. I thought it was. I stole liquor. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, I thought you got it for breaking into drugstores. Oh, well. Jeez, I've been telling people the wrong story here. Uh, yeah, no. Wrong story. That's, you didn't go to St. Michael's, though. No, but he, no, but but he hung, hung out with us. But no, you we, all met, we, all met, we all met on the corner of Yates and Douglas, I guess. Sort Yates of, and Douglas. Like that, hanging out downtown. Townies. What were you doing and, down uh, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were the townies hanging on the marble machine and all of this sort of shit. And yeah, the marble. And what was that other place? Zaff Williams, MDA, I think, a lot back Yeah, Art Williams. We'd like to thank Art Williams. A lot of MDA, a lot of LSD was pretty good back then. The LSD was particularly good back then. You could turn cars on without keys. We started Neighborhood Watch. <laughs> oh, that was inspired by you guys. <laughs> um, Actually, I've seen Mike Knight a few times lately. Eh? Yeah, I've seen him. Yeah, I see him around every now and then. Bit of a home <laughs> problem these days, but uh, he's going out with the harshest broad in town. There. Holy smokes. Good man. That right? Oh yeah, she's a piece of work, man. I used to see her crawling out of Bamfield Park and stuff like that in the morning, just fucking looking like she'd slept with bears or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> she's tough looking too, scary, tough looking broad. Eh? Not that bad looking, but just looks like fucking. Uh, I live uh, across the uh, across the water there. I'll have to pull up my binoculars in the morning. And What's that? I live across the uh, from Bamfield Park oh, yeah. on the gorge there. I'll have to pull out my binoculars and do the old looky-loo for the bears. <laughs> I just recognized the broad when I saw him, saw him with Mike there not that long ago. Yeah, I've ran into him a couple of times. He's actually my oldest friend in Victoria. Is that right? Well, his his brother Marty, who who's passed yeah. on now, but uh, he was my buddy. So yeah, well, I yeah. knew Mike from Lampson Street. Me and him oh, went wow. to school in Lampson Street Elementary. We were in the same class. He was my first friend in Victoria. Isn't that when you threw the bike off yeah, the roof? The place. Yeah, 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 that's when you landed in school with that's me. That's what yeah. got me into St. Michael's. <laughs> there, actually. Yeah, yeah. You threw I, a bike I, off a roof? Well, I got uh, <laughs> me and my friend got accused of stealing change out of people's track pants and everybody hang their track pants up in the hallway before gym and shit they like were that. wearing them at the time and it, it turned out it was my friend that had stolen all the money out of it out of them anyway it wasn't mike it was this other guy but uh but uh like we got super pissed off about it first of all we went down and tried to the principal took us into his office and made a strip right down to our gaunch in front of his secretary and wow. stuff and checked through all our shit and so we were incensed by this. We went down to the police station and tried to charge him with homosexual rape, which <laughs> the charges didn't stick anyway. No. Needless to say, even the guy just <laughs> laughed at us and sent us back, in which we were super mad. So I went back to the school the next day, and I fucking just got really angry and went up and took a bike from the bike rack and 
dragged it up three flights of stairs up this fire escape in the back of the school to right to the back window of where the teacher's room was and then pounded on the teacher's room window. And they all came, there was no, no door. The fire escape was actually off at a gym, but I could see in their window, eh? so they could see me. You're like, what's he doing? And I got this bike and I pointed down below at three stories down where the principal's fucking metallic gold Oldsmobile Delta 88 was parked down in his parking spot there. And I just went, chuck like that and threw the bike down, smashed the front windshield of his fucking thing, went down and started vandalizing his car and stuff by the time they caught me. And yeah, they kicked me out of school for that. It was a... <laughs> That'll happen. It was well worth it. It was. How uh, old are you when so that he doesn't happened? need help to be kicked out of school. He can do it himself. <laughs> yeah. It was a... Uh, <laughs> what was it? That would have been grade six. Wow. Yeah, we met, been, we uh, met in grade six. I started boarding school in grade four. Because did we meet in grade six? No, we must have yeah, met in grade yeah. seven. Because grade I think seven, that was right. grade six at okay, Lampson's. I did, I, would have been, I did five and six. I think I would have been 11. Vernon Prep. I would have been 11 then. Because, see, I was, a, I was an up-and-coming arsonist when I was grade four. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and I was playing with... Um, what are those clothes peg guns? Oh yeah, the match guns. Yeah, the oh, match guns. Awesome. You can make it a clothes pegs with wooden mm. matches. And uh, no, you wanna, you wanna I really set a uh, underground parking lot on fire at my uh, my apartment. Do you so. still remember how to make one of those things? No, but it's on the internet. internet. You can make a nuclear <laughs> you bomb. Make some money. You want to make some money? Right? Start a <laughs> yeah. YouTube channel. You start showing kids how to make mat- clothes peg match guns because they're great. You take you take a clothes peg. You take two clothes bags, like wooden clothes bags, take mm-hmm. one of them apart, you take the spring off of it, and, turn and it you got to turn down. it upside down mm-hmm. and put it on the other way, and then you ram it into the, in between the other two clothes pegs, and you use the third, the, the other piece that's missing from this one clothes peg you've taken apart, you use that to set your firing pin, and you push, there's a notch sitting there where the clothes peg used to sit, and you push the little pin back. You have to use the strike anywhere, back, though. And it falls into the notch, and now when you, you've got the... You've got a trigger on the bottom of the clothes peg, yeah. and you put a wooden match in the thing. And it goes just, 30 feet. Oh, yeah, yeah. You shoot it, and it lights the match and shoots it in 30 phosphorus. feet. Wow. <laughs> who, who needs the internet? We just got the entire step-by-step uh, exactly. step well, yeah, instructions. Put shit like that on YouTube, though, and you're going to have some major... Uh, you're going to get some... <laughs> you know, and you show kids how easy it is to light gas Old cans school. on fire and stuff like this, or, or maybe... You know, hills of God. I've lit a couple of bloody small forest fires with the, those things. Yeah. Lit most of Work Point on fire there one time. That was uh, pretty spectacular. Well, you know, we haven't even got out of here. We don't have to do these things anymore, but we can still teach a new generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's That's the thing. Is we call it mentoring. Yeah, mentoring. Mentoring. <laughs> 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 Not like this is the old school version of mentoring. Not like the new school one where you're actually sucking the kids off and stuff like that. <laughs> hey, that's... <laughs> I'm not so much into that kind of mentoring, you know. I mean, even though that that is, <laughs> that is, a, robes that is yes, he's my mentor and my hockey coach and my priest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I just I wrote so many questions, and I'm going to get to like two of them. This is great, but I want to talk about music now because you sure, guys. Sure, sure. Uh, so music. okay, Airborne. Yeah, yeah, Airborne. Yeah, yeah. Now all three of you guys were in that band, no. right? Nope, no, 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 just uh, me and Bone. Just you and Bone. So, sorry, Spud. No, I'm out of here. You're out of here? Yeah, no, we're getting get, get excluded the, from this one, yeah. Uh, now, from what I read, and correct me if this is this is not true or not, but you were the singer, right, Bonehead? I was trying to be. Yeah. yeah. How was, did that, that go? Didn't yeah, go that too good? well. Yeah, not so good. <laughs> <laughs> I am only fortunate enough that Channel 6 on Shelbourne bailed out oh and God, lost give, the tapes, and Murray's been looking I'd for him ever since then. I'd third testicle for a copy of that tape. Yeah, he would. Wow. His third testicle, he's willing to give it up. But uh, I am thankful them. that 
Yeah, Adrian no, no Clarkson or one of those yeah, lovely people like from back then yeah, um, yeah. got rid of it. But, uh, yeah, that's when I decided that I would just pound on yeah, the drums. Yeah, Glenn, Glenn Parfit Slabby there actually managed to dig up photographs of that. He did, eh? Uh, oh, he Glenn? dug up photographs. <laughs> he had a couple of photographs of us, one playing at the, uh, in the, at, at the Dominion, Dominion Hall. Dominion Hall, was, yeah. Which you realize that that show at the Dominion Hall, just after that show was when the first punking yeah the DOA and DD and the dish eggs happened mm-hmm. at, yeah. at that at the Dominion Hall in 1977 if you can fucking believe that eh yeah wow. I think I saw Zeppelin that year yeah that was uh, yeah it might have been the year that I didn't get to see Zeppelin yeah as well. I left yeah. you at the border yeah and everyone was, a, everyone was <laughs> on a punk band it wasn't it was like me that didn't rock. let you in <laughs> Everyone was like a prog rock jazz thing. Sort of, yeah, 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 yeah kind of. Yeah, we had, what, what? Did we you had ever record anything? Predominantly original, no, nothing. No. no. Predominantly original songs. We had this guy Jeremy playing keep well. It started off kind of, it started off with uh It was quick. Over in Vic West with a couple of friends there, and it was me and Steve and uh Steve Lockhart, Stuart Lockhart. Yeah, Stuart and, Lockhart uh, of Vic West. Eddie Cliff on drums and shit like that. And we were playing kind of like, I don't know. Uh, you know, a couple of UFO tunes and a bit of stuff like this. And then uh, when me and Brian met these dudes that lived down uh, on Cormorant uh, Street, this was actually a major, major thing for me, was uh, meeting, the, we bought some weed off of this guy a couple of times there. What was his name? The Jim. blonde? Jim there, right? <laughs> I meant, uh, right. yeah, buddy. Uh, Jim, whatever his name was. Anyway, Jim, this Jim guy, who also ended up, oh boy, there's can tell some stories about that guy, actually. But anyway, anyways, without incriminating anybody, uh, <laughs> We went over to their place one day, and uh, there was all these hippies living in this house on Cormorant Street, and they had instruments set up there. They were jazz guys, eh? and they had all of these instruments set up and got invited to go back there and start jamming with these guys, and really, that's where I learned how to play. I mean, it was those guys. I ended up getting a 62 Telecaster sold to me for 300 bucks by one of the fucking guys that lived there, this guy, Ben, who's uh, still around town, not in the best of shape, but... uh, but Ben was Ben's an old jazz guy. His dad was the uh, his dad used to book uh, the Whiskey a Go Go in the '60s and stuff. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, when it was a jazz bar, and uh, he had like dinner with Miles Davis. He was taught how to play drums by Jack DeJohnette and stuff mm-hmm. like this. Okay. This guy was really, really good too. Eh? And the major influence in my life that Cormorant Street place. I can't remember why we're talking about it, yeah. but. Uh, Oh, we we're talking about airborne. So then oh yeah, airborne. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was only yeah. Jeremy. It all the guys that from lived all there. that stuff. This Jeremy guy was a mm-hmm. keyboard player at a Fender Rhodes, and he ended up. We ended up getting it going there with him, and that's what the final version of Airborne was. Was us playing this sort of prog rock jazz fusion kind of stuff mm-hmm. with this Jeremy guy on keyboards, and it was good. You know, I mean, it was learning. It was a learning process. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was trippy. We were, uh, we were definitely pushing the envelope of what we could play. That's for mm-hmm. damn sure. You know? So, Brian, how did you then go from singing to drumming? Well, that was just... <laughs> go from the front to the back. <laughs> <laughs> Brian was always wanted to be a drummer. Yeah, I, I, always, I had a lot of rage. And, it took a while. Yeah, and I, it, you know, thanks to uh, Murray's mom uh, that let me put my park my drums in her basement and uh, uh, bash away for years in there. And uh, I have always thought her, you know, just thanked her for just letting me have that opportunity. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it would just that's how it all... Came along and just, you know, kept at it. And, yeah, yeah, there was the sick fucks, eh, in between mm-hmm. there. And uh, That's Spud played bass Spud in the sick fucks. I was going to say, so Spud comes into the picture with the sick fucks. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was funny because, uh, God, remember so that? We did like five hours. Remember, yeah. You don't even know. We were yeah, we got, cards. Remember that? We were playing cards over at your place. 
and uh, that was when we decided to start playing a band there that night. We were playing cards. Well, yeah, I just got a Fender Precision. Right. And I played guitar, too, it? and I called Murray up to come and check it out. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Didn't, like, Mount Sunny Helens blow up that week or something? Or? Probably. There yeah. was something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was what some premonition. Like, well, start playing music with people, I guess. He goes, well, I, I could use a bass player. It's like, okay, i got to learn how to play this thing pretty fast. I play guitar, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Spud played guitar before I did, really. Yeah, you were playing on the streets, playing Neil Young songs on the streets and shit, or what was that song? Puff man? the Magic Dragon. Oh, no, you used to play, uh, <laughs> Ain't Got No Cigarettes. Yeah, that one, eh? It's okay. funny, was King that Boxcar Willie or whatever? King of the Road. My fucking uncle said that. I was talking to my 96-year-old uncle on the phone a little while ago, and he goes, hey, Murray, he goes, you still playing that crappy music you're playing? And I go, yeah. And he goes, so I guess I can call you Boxcar Murray then. Because <laughs> I hear you ain't got no cigarettes. <laughs> um, okay, so then from... And also, by the way, I wanted to ask about the Sick Fucks. There's a, a tune by the Sick Fucks on the uh, this All Your Ears Can Hear. Is that the only tune that you guys recorded? No, no, no. There's a bunch of them. In fact, uh, Jason Flowers wants to put out an album. Oh, really? Yeah, he wants to put out the whole thing, except he's terrified of Leslie. Of course. Yeah. Leslie, uh, no, we talked to him already, but yeah, and he, yeah, yeah. And he's all freaked out about Leslie. I go, Leslie doesn't fucking matter because Leslie didn't write any of the songs. I mm-hmm. mean, Jesus Christ. I go, so uh, Leslie I wrote the singer. fucking songs. Yeah, yeah, Leslie's a singer. And Anarchy, is that correct? Anarchy, yeah. The reason the band fell apart was because I was writing the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Where's she these days? She's in Australia being a bitch from what I hear, too. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so we don't have to really talk about her so Fair much. Enough. But, uh, but uh, no, Jason wants to put it out. And you know what I thought? And he, he said, well, love it if we just redo the vocals. And I thought, oh, yeah. Well, the four-track, there should be a separate... Yeah, well, Fred's yeah. still got it. I've, I've yeah. talked to Fred. He's still got the four-tracks. I'm going to ask Betty Bathory if she wants to sing on it. Mm. Oh, yeah. Fucking oh. awesome. <laughs> what, eh? I'm watching her on the internet lately. Oh, well, no, I play, play in a band with Betty, yeah. eh? So, fucking So, Jesus. are you and B.B. Allen? Yeah, yeah. So wow. That, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's some... Betty's out of that, hand. Wow, that's Betty's, out of hand. Betty's out of hand. She is a fucking consummate performer she is really good eh? i saw the one where she was getting the audience to suck her dick oh yeah she's good man she's uh she's yeah it was amazing i was blown away her Gigi allen tribute is bb allen Allen to shame you know i've just recently seen that floating around wow yeah every shocking thing that ever happened in Gigi's career all boiled down into one show eh? right she starts off on two feet by the end of the show she's laying on the ground with foam shooting out of both ends vomiting dead overdose she's got like a very realistic syringe that she can actually flag and have blood go back into oh my she, God. <laughs> she vomits all over the place she shits or pukes herself she sl- takes a big bottle and smashes it over a dude's head and just uh, starts gashing her foot i this mean like for real huge like just like massive she's a great girl and she actually does this or is this no like, it's all that she's uh like she's a theatrical thing. A performance she's a, artist yeah. she's a uh, trained in uh, theatrical makeup for the movie industry and stuff oh, like wow. that. Eh? So she's got all the special effects shit down. She's just That's awesome. awesome at it. And she's got like a really great sense of humor and just an awesome person. Eh? So she's <laughs> a pleasure to work with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those hot days in the old rehearsal. That's right, kids. Rough, Look for though, her. B.B. Allen. She gets naked in practice. Eh? And it's like, whoa. <laughs> Holy smoke. Somebody, what are you guys doing? Turn the fan off. For Murray, <laughs> the one you were telling me last time we Man, talked. it's getting hot in here. Holy Christ. When, when you said that B.B. Uh, showed up at the uh, studio in a cat, 
in a cat. She, she had a cat gig. box and she was dressed up as a cat. She showed up at a gig. No, <laughs> at a gig. Studio. That was at the gig, yeah. Showed up at a gig dressed like a cat. She's got like this full cat, big, huge, curly tail and everything like that, holding a litter box in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> like, where's this going? Yeah, right. You're going to be using that litter box during the performance? Uh, <laughs> Wow. Okay. Wow. And, uh, she's Betty is something else. Uh, you get a chance to see any of her performances; they're all really good. Daddy Issues is going to be playing here in February. Actually, okay. uh, uh, well, that's an exciting uh, prospect. Then I mean, Jason Flower is uh, really ne- well, knocking things out of the park. That's what days. I mean. Is Daddy yeah, that's issues. what you're doing. Like, Daddy yeah. Issues. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, Jason Flower. I think he's <laughs> my probation officer at one point. In time. <laughs> yeah, Jason Flower's father was both of our. Um, Probation officer. Yeah. Is that for real? Yeah, yeah for real. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jason's dad. Yeah, he used to drop, drop off Jason at our house. He listening to their music. <laughs> That's when fantastic. When he was a little kid, he would drop him off in front of the house, and he'd come in and do interviews with us. And, and uh, But yeah, he was our PO. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I only know him as Mr. Flowers. So. Yeah. <laughs> Russell, I think. Russell, yeah, Russell was he, Flowers. Was he a nice guy? Yeah, well, yeah. He, yeah. Well, yeah. for him, maybe, not for me. Not for him, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Well, no. I was just an arsonist. Yeah. I, got, I got caught <laughs> at 11 o'clock at night before I turned into an adult. Right. Oh, so, right. Yeah. So I told the cops, well, yeah, I'll plead guilty as long as I'm charged as a juvenile. So then, mm. you know, they charged me as a juvenile. I got something stupid, probation. To and Russell, was, and, uh, but I was an adult, so it's like, <laughs> I was uh, like, I'm going to send you to camp. It's like, you can't. I'm an adult now. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, no, we didn't get along. I see. Yeah, you always were like that, weren't you, Spud? <laughs> um, so let's fast forward to uh, the Dayglows. Actually, I know you've told the story many times before. It's well documented, but I, I do want to hear it because it's pretty cool. The way that Dayglows got their name and how the whole... Okay, that- this one's pretty boring. I think I'll go out for a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I mean, remember, I think it was me and Bonehead were walking around, and it was after no. the Sick Fucks broke up. Yeah, but it was we like, down in a you were at the Buddha. You guys were at the Buddha. Oh, well, no, it was okay. It started at the Buddha, the Sick Fucks playing at the Buddha. We went over there to play a show, and payment for the show was free advertisement for a year. Okay. Is what it was billed as. And then when we played the show, the guy gave, it was actually a battle of the bands. Actually, it was like, not Face that gave us the... Was it Snotface who gave it to us? I can't remember that. I don't remember, I don't remember who gave it to us anyway. It was, here's your free advertisement, kid, knock yourselves out, kind of thing like that, eh? And... Uh, Case of Daglo, it was a case of Daglo brand fluorescent orange spray paint. So we had that kicking around for a while, and then once the sick fucks broke up, which was not long after that, from what I remember, uh, the uh, I decided that we had to get a band going. And me and Bonin were wandering around the Squamalt one day around noon, and we thought, uh, God, we're going we're to call ourselves the Daglo or Daglos after the spray paint, mm. whatever the most frequently used word on the front page of the paper was. So we trotted over to Bonehead's yeah. place and got the paper there, and it was the day that Morgan Tyler's clinic got busted. So no, it, it got blown up. It got blown up in Toronto. It, it blown up yeah, they were bombing. They were bombing his uh, clinics. Okay. But it was all Morgan Tyler abortion, this abortion, that, all over the front page of the paper, and it was so it was perfect. It was great. Daglo abortions. Yep. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, okay, I, I want to talk about out of the womb. I, I won't. We won't go into the story about how that all got made because that is also well documented. But I, who is the woman on the cover of that album? That is Tracy, Tracy Saunders. And w- just was it just a friend of yours that just agreed yeah, to? I, was, I went yeah, to a uh, friend of a friend, to, sort of thing like that. And uh, a stripper. And, yeah, yeah. A stripper broad. Mm. Yeah, I went to high school with her at Central. Oh, did you really? I yeah, didn't know yeah. That. I didn't know that. Was that actually a scar, like a real? No, scar? no, that was off of uh, another friend of ours. That was, yeah, uh, it was a cancer, cancer scar, stomach from... cancer wounds, rather nasty, fucking. <laughs> yeah, by Doctor Layman. 
Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, it was oh, Dr. Lehman that made those scars. Yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, <laughs> you might want to avoid that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't, wasn't the best-looking uh, yeah. best stitch-up job there. It's pretty horrible. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. Made a great album cover, though. Transpose it yeah, over. It's it it a great album cover. It right. definitely raised a few eyebrows, that one, eh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking, uh, that was shot by uh, <laughs> out of my Bob Garlic. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, it still does. It's awesome. Yeah, it they're nasty, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And they were toned down. Actually. So that's like two they're people. Nice tits, two yeah, people that's her, that's her body with Yeah, yeah it was the scar. stomach off of a friend of ours. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I wanted to. Throw, I don't know if you guys remember this because, like, I'm I'm a, bit, a little bit younger than you guys. I was uh, in grade eight, nine, in the early eighties, and I. Do you remember Punk Hunt? There was a thing. I remember. It was. <laughs> I remember out. a few things. Some, no, there was like I, a. But, I, it was <laughs> like spray painted around town. Punk Hunt '84. I think That's it where was. The metalheads chased all the punks around. Yeah, it was yeah. exactly. It was a metal. The metal <laughs> guys were, were, were chasing going around beating up the punk rock. They were scared of us. Well, I mean, there was there was shit like that going on there. Yeah, I mean, I got it. The only time I really got it myself was like a bunch of rugby players. I had to run from them one day. But, right, the James Bay was, Boys. Remember those? Yeah, guys? oh, the yeah. James Bay Boys. Well, that was different. That was yeah. the Baines Brothers and shit like yeah. that. Hey, okay. They were actual. They were actually. I went. To, I went to school with the Honies. So. They were bad news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. get out of the party. They, they showed up kicking around the Baines Brothers for Christ's really? sake. Oh yeah, fucking right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still there, like a couple of. Them I don't remember the punk hunt, but I wouldn't want to have been a part of that. I, don't I shouldn't even say shit like that on the radio. What am I doing? Yeah, I, I know. Delete that. I didn't <laughs> delete, say that. Delete, delete, delete. Um, okay, let's talk about the uh, the jam space that you guys had on Johnson Street. I actually went down there yesterday. Oh, oh Metropole. The old Metropole. Metropole. 541 Johnson Street, yeah, right? Yeah, that would have yeah, been it. Nice. It's a hair salon now. Downstairs. Oh, yeah, I guess. Upstairs, that's, anyway. Well, yeah, yeah well, yeah. downstairs, we were in the basement, mm-hmm. but we did it. Yeah. Yeah, that was a nice spot. That was uh, Fred, and, Fred Mil- and Miriam Mi- there. Miriam. Right? Yeah, that was a really good spot. In fact, we ended up getting in tight. I was actually hanging out with Oscar the other night. Not oh, wow, well, yeah, yeah. Ago. Yeah. Oh, where's that? It was over. Is it, I see uh, his brother. Jim Heller's, Jim Heller's birthday party. That's where, Was it Oscar or Loris? I think uh, it was Loris. Uh, well, was Oscar was... Yeah, Loris was the more adventurous one with, yeah, his, I think it was with his girlfriend, Val, or wife. The night there. Yeah, at Jim Heller's yeah. birthday party there. City worker. Retired, of course, Loris. Is yeah, this the yeah. same? This isn't the same Metropole that is the poster place. No, 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 no. no, no, they no, took no. The this name was a secondhand clothing store. Me- Metropole oh, okay. was like uh, Fred. Uh, he went off to back to Kentish Town, which Kentish is Kentish Town. Kentish Town. It's a part of London. It's where uh, it all goes down, right next to um, where it all goes down. Well, the punk rock mm-hmm. area is well. Kentish Never Town, heard of the place. We like Camden or something. Camden, that's it. Camden and Kentish Town are right next to each other. And there's like that's where he went back to after Victoria. Okay. And I went there when I was in London there with the uh, Nigel there. Oh yeah. We were hanging out there in Kennishtown and Camden. But yeah, he he's got a or he had a clothing store there. Right. And but, he let you guys have the basement. <coughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And um I, I don't know what we paid, like fifty bucks a month. Fucking it wasn't next to nothing. It was man. next it was... to nothing. And we had like the, the whole back basement. And there would be clothes in there, so it was ni- nice acoustics that let you know. Oh yeah, it was beautiful. That's and where it was... we recorded the uh Scott did his yeah. uh reel to reel recordings down there that Jason also wants to put out in vinyl as well too, which would be uh I think it'd be brilliant. But yeah, it was like just just a way you guys deep. jamming there. Uh, it was no, we did uh, nuclear supremacy, yeah, uh, oh, gang rape, the, the cunt story, brain, cunt brain, <laughs> and uh, whiter than Hitler. Four songs. Oh, right, okay. And oh. they're beautiful, raw. Early oh yeah, remember your amp? <laughs> I remember beautiful, that amp raw, was with all those little fun. fucking four inch speakers. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, the sun? Yeah. Six inch no, he had the actually. sun head, and then yeah. he had that uh, that mid-range oh, that we had from the PA. Oh, that one from the PA there. Oh, yeah, that cute <laughs> thing. Oh, yeah, mid-range, was, like, tweeters. That was, yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> it was punk. I, I actually I still have one of those green shirts that we made that had Metropole that we screened in, on Head Street. Oh, right. Yeah. I actually got one. <laughs> wow. Really? Yeah, we did a... We did a... Uh, we came out... I think our first gig, we... Well, maybe not the first gig, but when we did that <clears throat> Metropole, um, we did the Halloween gig or upstairs. On the hot, or on the dry ice. Oh, yeah, we, oh, bought, yeah. we went out and bought killer. the dry ice, and we couldn't get it to go, so we peed shows. on it. Yeah, but we, it was the most incredible show. It was like the ice, first actually. punk rock show in a in a store. Yeah, didn't you get, Tim Crow weren't you getting head sir. during that? Beautiful. Not that show. No, that was with the Exploited. Oh, maybe yeah, that might, might have happened fog, there too. I can only imagine piss smelling fog oh, drifting. God, it did from the top. It produced, it produced fog, eh? But green, uh, very fog. little, thick, thick smelling, thick. nasty. But yeah, stuff. that was. Uh, you know, we did a few. Well, we did. We started doing a lot of house parties back then. That would be our our shows. Like compared to playing at the OAP Hall. <laughs> Instead of playing on gigs, we were playing a lot of house parties. We're famous for house parties. I think our first house party was at uh, the Tilt a Whirl in James Bay for Wally. Remember? No, that wasn't our first house party. Company yeah, truck. That was our pretty well. That was that was that, that was, was our Halloween that was, extravaganza. That was Halloween three. That one. Oh, was it? Do you remember? <laughs> there was that was three because there was and it was there ridiculous. Was the one and there was also the one at the bottom of uh, bottom of Fiskart. Remember? That oh, right, one uh, there the Beckerfield the fell in and shit like that. That was pretty cool. But uh, that the, was, uh, the Renee Tilt the James place well, there. It, a guy named Wally. He was a very famous guy that uh, had a kind of famous a commune in yeah. James Bay with only girls. <laughs> oh. He was quite older, but older he was an explosive expert. <laughs> and he would like he'd invite us all to his blow-ups, and he'd make them extra big. So we'd go to the beaches, and he'd blow like fucking things out of the um, ocean and whatever. The government would pay like him that. to do it, but he'd always make it bigger, right? It was a lot of fun, but they got on him for that. And uh, put him away, I think, for a while. No, they put him away <laughs> for uh, the thing in James Bay there. Uh, uh, whatever. He got but put away we for a did long this party. For a standoff in James Bay. And, and then um, the neighbors decided to have a party at the same time as this punk party in this. <laughs> and they were like a bunch of jocks. Yeah, from Mount Doug and whatever. A little scuffle that happened outside there. And so we're having like, yeah, where the Dayglows are playing inside. There's a. There's this jock party happening right next door, and they're starting to throw things over at us. And then I think uh, somebody went over the... T- it was beef or someone went over the the fence, broke his leg. They beat him up a little bit. He crawled back over. The, the funny thing about it is that they caused so much tr- trouble that the uh, the riot police started showing up. Oh, wow. And they were going down Menzies or yeah. Superiors <laughs> going tunk, tunk, tunk with their, yeah. with their batons and their... And their uh, Whatever they were, shields, the shields yeah. and we're playing inside the house. Fireworks out of the window. <laughs> with the, one of the two cops that were standing outside the window. Like a story below, they're looking out the window, and Kevin's got his like fucking firecrackers, and he throws a couple out there, and they go kaboom, and the cops are like, whoa. Yeah, it's more like seal bombs. <laughs> we got away with that night without really getting any. No, we didn't get. Are any you really going out for a smoke? <laughs> you can. It's okay. okay yeah, sure, sure. Um, See, this is going to take a lot actually, longer you know, than you think. I know, I know. Well, we have not even got past the first. We're not even. Year. For, we don't even got, we're only on the first album here. Yeah, but we're going to have to probably barrel through because of a time. But yeah, uh, sure. yeah, no hey, Murray. Yeah. Take this and this. Murray, you going to have to smoke? I'll come yeah. out and have one with you. Do you want to just pause it? We'll just pause. Yeah, pause it. Okay. Come on, have a smoke with it. <laughs> 
This is awesome. <clears throat> okay. Well, let's go over where we left off here. All right, so I'm, I'm going to get off this uh, chronological thing. And we're just going to get into some stories here because that's what you guys uh, really want to do, I think. You know, judging by the tangents we're already we're going off on. Yeah. <laughs> um, off topic battling. Yeah, that's it. So some of the gigs that I went, I didn't, you know, it's funny because when I was a teenager, I got into punk around 14, 15. I didn't go to that many shows back in those days, but I, I somehow ended up at some of the sort of legendary shows that occurred. One was the, the Roxy Theater show. With you guys and Red Tide, Mission of Christ, take us through what happened that night. I was there. I was sitting in the back, terrified. Well, that was some serious drinking was going on there. They had a fair whack of beer. Well, we had a we, payment. We told Tim that we wanted twenty-four, twenty-four two fours, twenty-four two fours for the day glows. Yeah. What? That was ridiculous. Yes. What, there's like a half a pellet of. beer. There was a half a pellet of beer backstage for us. I think you bought 24 two fours of beer for all oh, of the bands, but we weren't sharing. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon wasn't in the band. Yeah. Yeah. We fired Sharon a week ago. Yeah, we were, we were kind of a little bit arrogant back in those days there. but um, A little. Things started to really degrade there once the, we really got into the booze. And I guess we were standing on the side of the stage with my ex-wife and me and Mike, and Mike was really hammered. Well, it, it really it was because Red Tide said that they had the headline. They had the headline. And it was we, their fault. we had just yeah. played this incredible show. The crowd just went ballistic. You'll see pictures in Paulina's yeah. movie. Right. And that's where those pictures are taken at the Roxy. And the place was just going off. It, it was, was an great. amazing it was a great show. show yeah. But Red Tide said that Tim Crow had to play. Uh, the they show. had the headline. And so they came out and they started with The Kids Were Hot Tonight by <laughs> Loverboy. And yeah. that was it for us. Yeah, yeah. well, and then. We were standing there, and, and the, ex-wife, the ex-wife goes and takes a fire extinguisher, mm-hmm. pulls the pin out of it, and hands it to me. Eh? And I'm looking at the fire extinguisher, I'm going, well, I figured the only thing, I just turned around and handed it to Mike. I'll give it to the drunk Indian guy. That's probably the best thing to do with this. So I give it to Mike. Mike looks at me, and he goes, well, I guess we better cool them off a little bit then, eh? if they're hot tonight. Eh? And he just leans over the PA and lets Tim have it right in the face. I mean, from about maybe five feet away. Yeah. And just... Right in the face with the fire extinguisher. You know, streaks nice that comes out, then it explodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a... And everything just went to hell. Oh, yeah. Well, dry 500 CO2. people couldn't breathe. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it filled the whole place, instantly filled the whole place with white chalk. And no air. Crap. And <laughs> everybody's running out of there and wrecked the theater. Oh, God, we were... Howie was chasing <clears throat> me around for about six months. Yeah, we were in trouble there. Yeah. Yeah. Santa Claus got you one day there. Yeah, yeah, Erica M. That helps to give the definition, the, the depth of it. Yeah. Well, when those things get soaking wet with beer and then you hit them with a fire extinguisher... All of those holes turned to, you know, like yeah. A, it was a, a brand new screen that he had just put in the Roxy. He like couldn't fix it. Thousands he had to buy a brand new screen. No, he yeah. couldn't fix it. Even. No, he couldn't no, fix he it. Had it was brand new it Wow, kicked on there like sorry, stucco. Howie. <laughs> and yeah. then, sort of interestingly, uh, so that was what eighty-seven, eighty-eight around there. Yeah, so we're in the okay. mid-eighties. So, so yeah, we were touring a lot in the states in that time. So yeah, we'd come up and that would have been around Guano so because we left. Uh, we left. Vancouver and started our Canadian tours. Oh, yeah, okay. At, I yeah, when, the, the day, day Expo started, we the, left. The day okay. before, actually. Yeah. We got out just the day before. We got back just after it ended. We missed the whole thing. It was perfect. <laughs> 
Um, but what I was going to say is like that was so that's basically thirty years ago ish, mm-hmm. and then uh, Paulina does this movie uh, somewhere to go all yep. the documentary about punk uh, here in Victoria. Yeah, and that's kind of what brought you guys sort of back well, together. Well, it was after funny because you see the last time that any band had ever played in the Roxy was that night. Oh, is that another right? Another band, another musical act. They had some plays and stuff in there, but they did not have a musical act in that building since that night. And I was the next person to play on stage. I was the first person to play on it at Paulina's thing there, which was, I thought, quite appropriate there. That's hilarious. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I had my little cultural misunderstanding the yeah. there and yeah. stuff like that, which was cultural fortunately has been solved now. Uh, Anybody who was at that second screening... Uh, knows what Marie's referring to. <laughs> yeah, I just think they need subtitles next time so I can actually hear it. Yeah. <laughs> another, gig, another gig that I went to, um, I don't know if you guys have any memories of this, was at a place called the ANAF Hall. <laughs> oh, the View riot. Street. There was a fucking riot. Oh, yeah, that was a rough night, that one. It wasn't. <clears throat> That's what, yeah, it was uh, a rough jerk night. Word. I got that on video, actually. Yeah. The, uh, really? I've got, I've got video. Well, I tried to give the video to the, uh, to the local news channel to show you know, i mean because cops were just mercilessly beating on people that yeah. night eh? and for no reason whatsoever it was completely unprovoked yeah they just were waiting outside and as people started filing out of the place they just started beating on people eh? yeah. and i just stood there with a the camera and i'd been filmed the fucking cops pounding i saw the beat up that teresa chick this yeah. cop just oh man he gripped Grabbed her and he hit her in the face with a bloody nightstick. Then he turned Jesus. around and he smashed her face into the side of this truck or something like that. Then he turned around and looked. No, it wasn't me. I didn't film it. This other kid filmed it. Mm-hmm. And he turned around and looked right at the camera and started walking towards the camera. And you just see the camera goes down and the kid starts running for it. Wow. But the kid gave me the videotape and I think I've still got it, actually. Really? That would be something to see. <laughs> oh, it was, it's Vicious. I was at they that were, show and I remember like they had blocked off all of View Street. Like, yeah, they were yeah. ready for they were like oh, yeah, you said, they were just set waiting it all for up, just waiting yeah. for people to get out for no reason whatsoever. My favorite part of that was uh, there there was this like iron awning or something in front, like a fence of the stage, remember? Oh, yeah. And then this it got ripped off and it was being used. It got pushed into the crowd and it, it was like yeah. they were moshing with the uh the big iron thing. Yeah, yeah the big yeah, iron yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Hell of a show with the the uh, FOE. Well, yeah, we yeah, call it the, the FOE. The old right. FOE hall. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the Eagles hall. The fraternity of, the fraternity of, Eagles. of Eagles. We all Great. became um, yeah. members of that. Uh, we all joined because we needed a yeah, place to drink. Had, uh, <laughs> and we even went to the secret ceremony and everything. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you remember, you could rent the back hall and it was like 75 bucks. Yeah, 100 bucks. Like and, you know, beers were 75 cents. and It was amazing. Yeah, so we did a lot of drinking there, and uh, yeah, and we had a skateboard. Uh, we used View Street. Um, yeah, the View Park Arcade. That was before yeah. security or anything. So we just use that. We go out, go in, drink, and then we just go and skate the, really? the parkade all little, night. Little loopy now loopy the thing loopy down. loopy yeah. was kind of scary, but yeah, uh, yeah, if you were good, you could do that. But even the long way, and uh, we do that every Sunday night. I think we did, and we do the library. We that's where yeah, the yeah, elevator yeah. still worked. So you take the elevator from the top, bottom and take it to the top and roar down the. And they yeah, had no security at that then. point. Oh, I remember that the, the Legion part of it was still open that night. I remember because yeah. we went over and had yeah, like yeah, dirt, dirt cheap beers with all the veterans and stuff. Yeah, and then ten feet away, you yeah, guys through were the playing. door, through that door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the Mason Street houses. Mm-hmm. Um, I went there once, and uh, it was crazy. You had three houses in a row, if I yes, remember correctly. Did. Yeah, yeah. And I remember there was some crazy I party night. Four. Corner row. Was well, it four? Yeah. Well, Roach was yeah. in the middle, right? So there was us. Yeah, and then there was Roach the first one that we moved in, and then there's the three that Randy bought. But yeah. Roach was in one of them. Yeah. So. 
technically. But yeah, we we had uh, we didn't really play gigs there, but we definitely we played there a few times. Yeah. <laughs> we had a we had a beer tree in the back. Yeah. Beer tree was awesome. I remember that. It was that started with a bottle of Jack Daniels when the, it was at the baseball. My baseball team was there, and I go. <laughs> Make a wish, eh? And chuck this bottle of Jack Daniels over my head into the tree, and it never came down. Yeah, so... <laughs> and I was like, whoa, wicked. So everybody started through the whole summer. Everybody's throwing beers up there. For in a the couple of years. fall off of the tree at the end. There it was. The most oh, no, it was the most decrepit-looking thing once the leaves fell off of that tree. It there was, was these just... two girls that were trying to get away from their boyfriends. Up, somewhere's up north. They moved in uh, next door to those houses. And she came up to me one day and she says, I know you guys were burying a body in the backyard. I said, what are you talking oh, about? Right. I saw you guys out in the backyard. You were burying a body. You? And I said, you think we buried a body in the backyard and you're coming over to introduce yourself to us? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I like these girls. That's... <laughs> <laughs> They're obviously not clear thinkers. You know? no, 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 no. <laughs> My kind of girl, yeah. just thinking. <laughs> um, so from all the albums that you guys put out, I mean, you know, because I have the three of you, I know, obviously we know that the Daigles are still going and there's, there's albums that don't have Murray on them. There's albums that don't have you guys on them. But as far as like the earlier stuff, is there anything in the vault, unreleased stuff, things that you recorded that didn't make it to the final product that maybe oh, you yeah. might see the light of day there's one day? There's a few kicking around. Yeah. Most has been recorded. Most of it got on there, but there's a couple kicking around that, uh, didn't make it. I mean, technically whiter than Hitler and, uh. Gang and, and cunt brain there didn't make it on the uh, make it on. They got on sort of hidden tracks, I think. Well, in that there. Jason Flowers book, they were on that. Right oh yeah, there. they were on that, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. But uh, then there's also uh, there's Soylent Rouge, right? And beautiful don't song forget about, King of Thunder Bay. Yeah, the King of Thunder Bay. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. There's little songs. There's songs like that, like the King of Thunder Bay, and songs that were just done on my four track and shit that just never made it into the band and stuff. There's I got like thousands of songs like that. Mm-hmm. There's a, but uh, there's a few that we recorded that didn't make it. I think Soylent Rouge, and well, I've got all the legacy. Was it Soylent Rouge? Yeah. The, Wasn't uh, that off of? And oh yeah, Soylent Rouge was off of Holy Shiite though. Soylent Rouge was going to be on Holy Shiite. Yeah, because yeah. we recorded it in Toronto. That's right. And then it just it, it was a bit. It. it was kind of going up and down on the. It just didn't make it. It wasn't yeah. just wasn't sounding good, you know. So, uh, so that one didn't make it. That one's I've got a rough mix of that which is not bad it's kind of a funny song yeah like i know i've done about 130 day glow songs um, <coughs> that i've recorded on that albums wow yeah but i mean we were very fortunate that we had the right studios or just where we played like at legacy in our first couple mm-hmm. first yeah, we three albums good deal we did there, legacy. Yeah. i mean well, we did we didn't do two dogs where was no legacy we didn't studios. do two dogs there. we did that and with cecil no but we did guano there yeah, so, well, okay, three albums. So we did three. Room, so we did Out of the Womb, Fetus of Fetus, and Guano. Okay. And then we went to go do Two Dogs there, but with our obscenity trial happening in Ontario, mm-hmm. um, Legacy got cold feet, and their lawyer said, oh, don't record it because we'll get charged for it. Mind you, they're, you know, they already did the first three albums. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we went to, no, we went to Profile. Profile in Vancouver was for, there, yeah. Yeah, that's where we went. We went to Profile yeah. to do Two Dogs. And we just, what, Murray's time, rebuttal yeah. to the uh, court case after uh, the community standards were set after our you know, Supreme Court won 62.3 of the criminal code. Well, you still remember it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> How can you not? We yeah. could have got well, a $100,000 fine in 20 years. It's actually no matter because, well, you see, the thing was is they, uh, they had to, because it was uh, part of the Constitution as well, yeah. the description of obscene 
material, they had to rewrite it all, and they created the Pornography Act because of that album. Wow. Yeah, because they initially wrote that law in in 1959, Mm -hmm. and then we showed up. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, the Pornography Act, they fucked it right up. We we changed the Constitution, but not for the better, unfortunately. Is that right? uh, Yeah. Well, they yeah, made it stricter? It's very vague now. Now you can technically be arrested for uh, almost for thinking perverse thoughts. You can right. be a, like you can be arrested for right, writing fictitious poetry <laughs> and stuff like that. Take him away. The, uh, Sponge just got arrested. The, uh, which is, uh, you know, which is That's a mess. I was on the last album I, w- I wanted to, I was going to, I told him I was going to call, uh, I told the record label I wanted to call the record, uh, what was it called? Oh, Kill, Kill Stephen Steve Harper. Harper. Kill Stephen Harper. It was going to be called, eh? And uh, <laughs> they, they weren't you. impressed with that. No. And, and then I was going to say, and it's going to have a picture on the front cover. It was going to be a painting of Stephen Harper, kind of all hunched over and sort of naked looking, doing something, eh? And then with but with a big sticker over it, so you couldn't really see what was going on there. And the sticker was going to say, "Warning: This album contains." Pornography involving children and might be illegal in some areas. Consult with authorities before purchasing. And then when you take the sticker off, it was going to be Stephen Harper stuffing kittens into a blender, as everybody knows about his blender kitten blender fetish that he's got there. Eh? <laughs> but uh, anyway, on on the record, I was going to have another spoken word thing that was going to be okay. So we've uh, we've rented a couple of babies off a couple of local mums for a. Uh, a small amount of narcotics here and uh and we've uh, got these babies and we've got some goats that were trained by the afghans trained by afghan rebels these are afghan al-qaeda trained rape goats trained to rape people and they've been given some extra special training by a local group of satanists who are always willing to help out do the devil's work here uh, to rape babies explicitly so we have some baby raping goats and we're going to let these Al-Qaeda baby raping goats. goats, yeah, baby raping goats loose on these little babies and see what happens. And then it goes, oh my God, and it'll be bam, wham, wham, bam, wham. Like, oh, that's disgusting. And oh, there's more goat cock than a baby could ever withstand, I think, and stuff. And, and because by the definition of what is pornography in Canada, that would be child pornography. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And putting it on the record and just you going, and the fucking guys at the record company are going, it's not a fucking chance. No, and no. We put, I'm going, Dude, we've got to do this. I mean, come on. I'm going, Jesus, what are you trying to do? Sell records here or, or, or make, you know, children's, children's stories or something like this? We're gonna... Let me ask you a philosophical question, Murray, honestly. Yeah. Like, anybody who has half a brain gets the humor and everything, but why do you think you're drawn to wanting to offend people and and, and shock people? Well, Everybody it's apparently a it's a mental imbalance of some kind. I think I'm not sure if it's... I don't know if I'm in. I think I'm not really insane. I'm unsane, you might say, or something okay. like that. It's, I just I don't know. I think it's funny. Whatever <laughs> yeah. you know. I mean, it's like you know, they're they're going down on child pornography. But what happens if I think it's funny? For Christ's sake! I mean, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Oh man, um, I want to talk now of something that we talked about. Uh, well, we had a little smoke break there. Uh, the 40th anniversary is coming up. The 40th anniversary is coming up. Uh, of what? I mean, so, so you guys technically, I mean, if, so the day glows are what, 1980? 80, 1980, I think, yeah. Uh, well, it sort of goes a little bit. We started recording the, uh, out of the womb in 79. So. Well, okay. it's hard to say. Yeah, we don't think we started recording in 79. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we finished it in December. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, 79. I guess it was. It yeah. was. Yeah. It okay. okay. I keep saying 80 yeah. anyway. But, but you know, 79, 80. You don't take right. a decade here and there. I mean, we when you're this in, old. Technically, we had to be in the 70s to get in Jason and uh, Ricky's book there anyway. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah, so so we'll stick with the seventies yeah. one, or they'll uh, delete us from the next publication of that book. <laughs> You're too old. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's something. I mean, it'd be great. We we're sitting around, we're talking. We're you know we haven't talked much about it, but at least we're in the same room talking. And I did bring it up before, and I I'm gonna try and bring it up again a few times. I'm doing it right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd yeah, love to I mean, see. Sure. Why wouldn't I want to do that? You know, I've got like a band that's possibly one of the best rock and roll bands on the planet these days. You have Blind Mark on drums and shit. We are just a machine. I yeah. tell you. In fact, the guy in Vegas said that we were the best rock and roll band he'd ever seen in his life. And this guy is the stage manager of the of the Las Vegas saloon there. You know. Why wouldn't I want to go back and play it with a bunch of fucking has-beens like you guys? <laughs> <laughs> like, you'd love it. it. You'd love it. Okay. Shouldn't do my career You know what? Because I'd love it. I know what Spud would love it. And you know what? You'd love it. Too. I think it'd actually be good for it. It'd be a, it'd make an awesome benefit. And you know what? what? I think we were a make. fucking great band, too. It'd be an you awesome know? benefit. Nothing I'll, against I'll the voice in the band these days. I'm yeah, all it'd be an awesome benefit. I'll <laughs> It would be really cool to see that happen. Yeah, I would like to do it. It would be cool. And I think Murray's got a good point. We need to do it. Driving me to drinking for Christ's sake. (laughs) Just the thought of it. There you go. Extra old socks, eh? Wow. Like the old days. Just like the old days. Extra old socks. I got that on purpose. I could have got you some craft uh, beer, you know, some nice... uh, Some nice beer, but no, you had to get some... (laughs) Brings back Mm, the old days. Smells good. It's not even beer. It's malt liquor. I know, I know. It's like fucking... This stuff is... High test. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's a, a, what do you call it, a test or something. Well, I mean, it would be really cool to see something like that happen. I mean, even if it was just a one off thing. um, You know, that would be huge for a lot of fans. Well, these days, there's a lot of people like that. It's been mentioned actually by a couple of promoters, and uh, one guy had mentioned it as as a benefit for. Youth things or something along those lines. We've always been supportive of the youth. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, very supportive. Why mentoring. Not continue the Here legacy? comes mentoring again. Yeah, Why not yeah mentoring. Legacy, yes. How do you build a matchstick gun again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. More pyrotechnics. Fostering creativity amongst the youth of today. Come you know? sit on my lap and I'll tell you. <laughs> Actually, the other question I was going to ask, because I don't know the answer to this, uh, for Bonehead and Spud, are you guys still? Do you guys still play? Do you, I got my my kit sitting right over down the street. It's yeah. I'm not selling it. I'm not giving it up because yeah. I you still bang around on it sometimes. And, it's just yeah. sitting there, but it's ready to go. You yeah. know, and it's it's. I've only played in one band in my life. Yeah, I mean, I've played and dabbled in a few things when I was young, but only played in one band. And I basically I'm only going to play in one band. Okay, but yeah. that will it'll come out if it happens. I need a chisel to get the dust off of mine. But is that right? Oh, yeah, no, I've got them everywhere. Yeah. Oh, I still play. You still play, yeah. Always have something I close. You would, yeah. Like, I play guitar at home. I got three or so three mm-hmm. guitars at home. I got 13. 13 Are you serious? Wow. Yeah. Too many, I think, apparently. I know. I got to downsize, I think. I feel Not like, I, you know, if we had more time, we could make this, like, a very long interview and go through all this stuff. But I think that's probably a pretty good way to end it. I mean, I think... Uh, the possibility, the potential of you guys even just being in the room chatting about this is is, is really exciting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would like to get some credit for it, is what I, I guess I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just good kidding. work, Jason. Good work. It's <laughs> yeah. uh, an incredible piece of diplomacy to get us all together in a room there, right? you know. <laughs> Maybe you should think of going in as, you know, you could become an ambassador. Yeah. Canada to somewhere. Eh? Maybe the United yeah, States Syria. would be good. Eh? You could be the Canadian ambassador to Donald Trump's fucking White House there or something like that. <laughs> Uh, 
Thanks, guys. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time. Good job you didn't bring up the fucking code of nine, I tell you. (laughs) That's what I've been getting into. Thanks, Jason. It's been a a peach. (laughs) All right. No, I've been getting into this thing. I I did some acid in fucking Oregon when I was there. This kid. Quick, shut it off. Yeah, shut it off. Turn it off. Thanks, Jason. This has been the Punk Show Podcast. If you'd like to hear more, including kick-ass punk music, go to thezone.fm slash punk. Oh yeah, and be sure to check out The Punk Show on Facebook and Instagram.